Maximizing polyphenol content to uncork the relationship between wine and cancer. With data emerging revealing the health benefits of a Mediterranean eating pattern, comprised of polyphenol-rich foods like olive oil and red wine, the impact of wine on overall health has been of great interest. Furthermore, according to the Organization of Vine and Wine, an intergovernmental organization overseeing the scientific and technical aspects of wine viticulture and viniculture, total global consumption of wine is staggering with nearly 645 million gallons consumed in 2017 alone. Wine is an important part of many cultures around the world, including Italy, Spain, and France, which are the world's largest producers, and in 2015, they collectively produced 48% of the world's total wine volume. In the United States, just over 50% of the population reports that they are routine consumers of alcohol. Since 1998, wine consumption in the United States has steadily increased, to an average consumption of 2.95 gallons per year per resident in 2016, reflecting a collective consumption of 3.6 billion total gallons of wine. While according to the World Health Organization 17% of alcohol consumed by Americans is wine, two-thirds of alcohol consumption in European countries, such as Italy, is comprised of wine. The risks and benefits of moderate red wine and alcohol consumption remain controversial. Recent meta-analyses have produced mixed results, revealing small increases in breast cancer in women and colon cancer in men, and small decreases in thyroid, lung, and hematologic malignancies. The majority of studies reveal increased cancer with excessive alcohol exposure, especially for oropharyngeal and esophageal cancer. Yet, a recent analysis revealed a potential increase even with light alcohol consumption. Making conclusions from the available research is difficult, as nutritional population studies introduce variables that are difficult to account for and can influence findings, and populations consuming alcohol are heterogeneous. Meta-analyses can aid in estimating cancer risk, but are less able to reduce confounding. For instance, alcohol consumption is often linked to cigarette smoking, which is established to increase the risk of multiple other cancers. Furthermore, alcohol and tobacco smoke may have a synergistic effect on the development of cancer, and a large analysis of women revealed that alcohol-related risk of aerodigestive cancer was limited to those women who both smoked and consumed alcohol. Alcohol consumption is also linked with socioeconomic status and comorbid conditions, like anxiety and depression, further negatively impacting studies. Finally, other studies suggest no increased risk of cancer with alcohol usage at moderate levels less than 30 grams per day, and additional risks in those who consume above this amount are confounded by obesity and poor folate status. While cultivar contributes meaningfully to the level of anthocyanins and PA in wines, the influence of other viticulture practices is not insignificant. We hypothesize that wines produced from grapes cultivated between steady daily temperatures at 15 to 25 degrees C with moderate sun exposure from flowering to harvest, lower vine water status, resulting either from lower precipitation, and irrigation practices or more permeable soil types, will produce a wine with a higher concentration of anthocyanins and PA.
The limitation of fertilizers in a soil rich with mineral deposits can also be considered in order to activate abiotic stress response. Furthermore, winemaker manipulation including maceration of red wines for three to four weeks appears to result in the greatest optimization of overall healthy phenols. Fining practices should be avoided or limited in use given their effect of decreasing phenolic compounds. Aging wine in oak may enhance tannin content along with lignin, lignin and other potentially healthy polyphenol content, however, wines aged excessively may experience a breakdown of anthocyanins. Wines consumed that follow these criteria are hypothesized to have a different, beneficial effect upon health. All studies that have assessed the associations between wine consumption and health have viewed wine as a single entity. The above information provides significant evidence that wine consumption should not be viewed as a binary entity, and the multitude of growing and production conditions, including temperature, water availability, soil type, maceration, and aging can create a remarkably dissimilar final product. Based on the available studies, two types of wine with vastly different chemical and macronutrient profiles can be produced based on the type of grape, growing conditions, and production methods, and differing health results are to be expected after the consumption of these wines. Future studies should incorporate these differences. Published April 2019 by Champ et al. The full reference can be found in the show notes.